everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. I hope that uh, you are enduring December well. I know this could be a tough month for a lot of people because everybody has stuff going on. So thank you for taking the time to listen um, in light of all the other things going on. And I'm super, super excited that you are tuning in to this episode um, because I want to introduce you to someone that I think this is going to be revolutionary in the way we think about um, our health in general, but especially as we're treating our patients and taking care of ourselves. And I think this is really, really important to think about because I know we're coming off of Thanksgiving recently and, you know, looking ahead to some break time for holidays, whether that's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever that is for you, but, you know, time to just kind of relax and spend with family and friends and kind of renew and gear up for um, the upcoming year. So I think that this is going to be a really cool topic for us to kind of think about and maybe marinate a little bit on during our break. Um, but I want to introduce you today to Kate Vasquez, and Kate is a physician's assistant um, practicing in Delray Beach, Florida. She studied at Nova Southeastern University and has been practicing for 10 years, and she is not your average physician's assistant. She is a functional medicine and beta healing practitioner. She's an award-winning and best-selling author and creator of Already Enough and the founder of her practice, which is called Radiant Health. She left Western medicine for holistic healing of her mind, body, and spirit to overcome anxiety, migraines, gut issues, and hormone imbalance, and achieve optimal health, vitality, and fulfillment in her life. She uses functional medicine, unconscious programming, and emotional regulation to help ambitious women overcome stress and imbalances in their body so they can embody who they really are and live a life they love. And, you know, you hear us talk so much about mindset on this podcast and through Bulletproof. And when Kate and I were pre-planning for this podcast, I just knew that she was going to bring so much value to you as a listener because our, our minds really do align on the, on the concept of mindset and how important it is. And, you know, what a more relevant topic could we talk, be talking about when she likes to help ambitious women overcome stress and imbalance in their body. And, you know, we as hygienists really deal with this on a daily basis. So Kate, I want to say thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, you have married two of my favorite topics beautifully, which are root cause holistic medicine with mindset. And I'm so grateful for what you're going to share with us. And so I just want to say welcome. And to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey that has brought you to this current season in your life? 
Yeah, absolutely. And just uh, thank you so much for having me on today. It's just such an honor and blessing to be here and have this conversation with you. Um, but yeah, my my journey has been a beautiful journey and people can look back and be like, wow, like you've been through a lot, but everything's a blessing. You know, if we, it's all about perspective and how we see things and we'll go through difficult moments in our life and we have the choice. We can be a victim to it and create suffering, or we can choose to see the beauty and the lesson and everything that life presents us. And that's really just been my journey. And looking back, yeah, as a child, I I had migraines. I experienced migraines as a child. I was the only one in my immediate family. And um, it got worse and worse as I got older. In fact, it was to the point I was having six to eight a month. And not only that, I was on birth control because I developed acne in childhood. And of course, you know, went to the dermatologist and they recommended all these creams and salicylic acid stuff that just dried your skin out. And it's so funny. I remember even asking one of them once I'm like, well, is it, is it food? Like, is it chocolate that's causing the acne? And they're like, no, 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 that's a myth. However, what I discovered was that, yeah, part of it was food, you know, eating a lot of dairy with hormones and meat with hormones, plus yeah, eating sugar right before my period. Like I love chocolate and I would break out right before my period. So, um, so there were different things that did contribute to the acne. And I also had a lot of digestive issues in college, a lot of bloating and really bad foul smelling gas. And the bloating was so bad. I was like, in the morning when I woke up by the end of the day, I felt like I was three months pregnant and I was so uncomfortable in my clothes. And, and it just got to a point I was experiencing it every day. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, like what, what is going on? I, I didn't have this before, but I never went to a gastroenterologist because I knew they weren't going to help me. They were just going to put me on more medications. And so I'm, I'm grateful. I discovered functional medicine. And at the time I was working at an urgent care, you know, cause I loved the quick fix, helping people feel better in the moment. But what I realized uh, was that Western medicine wasn't helping people with chronic issues. And I had my own chronic issues that I didn't really think were a big deal. I just, you know, dealt with them because as an ambitious go to, you know, uh, high achiever um, type A, you just, you just keep going, you know, you push through the discomfort and, and um, yes, we as hygienists know that well. Oh yeah. Most of us have those type A kind of people. Yeah. And I'm so busy with patient and patient and patient that we just don't stop. We just keep going. Just keep going. Exactly. And I even had chronic neck pain. I had so much pain and tension. My muscles were like hard as a rock. Every time I go to massage therapists, they're massaging the same spot over and over again. Um, Cause I just was just under so much stress. And not only that, yeah, as a high achiever, it's like you just put so much on your plate and you know, you're taking care of, of your patients, you're taking care of your family, your loved ones, you're just taking care of everybody but yourself. And then you're seeking achievements and you're doing all these things just so you can feel good enough. And that was, that was me. I was doing all these things. And, and I was this person that my parents wanted me to be that society wanted me to be, and it just didn't feel authentic. And that's what was causing a lot of the stress. So there's just so many different things. And Thankfully, I found functional medicine. I dove into it because I was able to get rid of all the gut stuff, clear my skin, come off of birth control, which that was fun because then my hormones went 
went out of balance, um, even though I was doing the work, eating the right things and exercising. And so that led me to write my book, Estrogen is a Bitch, because I realized there was a lot of women, about 80 to 90% of women have an imbalance in their hormones with estrogen and progesterone. And I'm like, not a lot of women are aware of this information. So I wanted to have a book, a guide uh, to educate more women and then help give them some simple steps that they can take to help support their hormones naturally, because that was part of my journey. But the main thing that I struggled with the most was anxiety and, and having the migraines. So functional medicine, unfortunately, didn't help to resolve that. Uh, what happened was that I, I did a lot of personal development and, um, and mindset work. And I've been doing that over the last five years. And finally, it's it's all come together and I've been able to make that switch because what I recognized was that my body was in a chronic survival mode. I was in a sympathetic state for many, many years just because of all the pressure I was putting on myself and people pleasing <laughs> to make others happy. And I realized, whoa, I haven't been making myself happy. And the happiness I was seeking, the happiness and fulfillment and peace I was seeking was not outside of me, it was within me. And once we can recognize that and bring our bodies back into a parasympathetic state, which is our calm rest and digest state or flow state is what I like to call it. That's when we can heal. And so that just has been my journey from here on out is just to really help people understand what's happening in their body and with their nervous system. Cause yeah, you can eat the right food. You can do all the exercise programs, take all the supplements, but if you don't work on your mindset and get your body back into that flow state, parasympathetic state, you're not going to heal. And I've seen it time and time and again. So that's now become my mission. <laughs> well, I, I just love that because I think it is so true. And, you know, we're in a culture now that we all want a quick fix. Yes. And even in a functional medicine aspect, we still want that quick fix. Okay, tell me what supplements I can take. Tell me what, you know, even just now when you were saying, and, and let me just say this, I didn't realize as a practitioner that 80 to 90% of women's hormones are out of balance. Like that's a big deal. And so, you know, again, you, know, you mentioned, you know, your book talks about easy ways to kind of, you know, to like, okay, what are those? Tell me all those. But I think you're right. What it really comes down to is that bottom line. And I'm sitting here, like nodding my head, completely agree with you that, you know, I'm one of those people that does all the things and wants to do all the things and wants to make everybody happy. And, you know, I totally resonate with what you're saying. Um, and I have been getting better as I'm getting older about taking time for myself and taking space for myself. And even, and I've also realized for me, a lot of it is in the small things. It's in the small details. I was just upstairs earlier making dinner for my family ahead of time and throwing it in the crock pot. And I had a, one of my favorite candles burning. And instead of the thought of, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I thought I get to make this really great dinner for my family. And it's just those little things that I feel like make a big difference for us. But talk to us a little bit about some of the components of mindset. Like let's, let's kind of start on that aspect. Like where do, where do we start on this front? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Where, where do we start? <laughs> so, there's so much, but, um, I love the example you just shared, you know, it was just a, a shift in perspective and that's a beautiful start when it comes to mindset, because, um, they say we have about 70,000 thoughts per day and 80% of those thoughts are negative. And it's just like, you know, when you say, oh, I have to make this dinner, like 
tune in. How does that feel in your body? You know, it's like, Oh, I have to, you're, you're dreading it. It feels heavy. You know, you don't want to do anything in that state, you know? And what I've come to realize is like, everything is energy. Our body is energy. We, we produce, we make energy. There's energy in our environment and nature, like everything's energy. And so the emotions we feel have different energetic frequencies and it's tied to our thoughts because our thoughts will generate a feeling and then the feeling produces more thoughts, which creates more feelings. And then we end up with what's called an automatic programming. And so that's really the basis and underlying uh, concepts of, of mindset. What I've realized is like, okay, there's three pillars. We have to look at our, our thoughts and our limiting beliefs, which is pillar number one, and then tune into our feelings. And then two, there's the triggers, like what triggers us um, and being able to figure out what is our stress response? What, how do we react um, when we're under stress and then three our conditioning, it's these automatic programs that, uh, are in our subconscious mind that we've developed since we were a child. So with our, starting with our thoughts and our limiting beliefs, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, switching from, I have to, to, ah, I get to make dinner with my family. Like, wow, now feel that shift energetically. How does that feel in your body? You know, it makes a huge difference. Now you go from like ugh, dreading something to now you're excited because it's like, oh, this is something I get to do and bless my family with, you know, <laughs> it really does make a huge difference. And thankfully my husband's been on the same mindset journey with me and we'll catch ourselves. Like it's, it's, it's practice. And that's the key. It's like practice and awareness and just, you know, having accountability partner, like your, your, your spouse, your husband, your partner, um, really does help and make a difference because sometimes things will slip out and he catches me <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, thank you so much, you know? And, and then I can, I can make that correction right there on the spot. Uh, cause whatever we, we say our, our bodies respond to that. And, um, you know, based off, like when we experience that feeling, it's going to cause our bodies, um, to send signals and chemicals and hormones throughout the body. It's going to turn our body or nervous system into either parasympathetic or a sympathetic state, which then affects all our organs. And we can dive into that in a little bit as well, but it's so important to be aware of those thoughts because if 80% of those are negative, how do you think our bodies are responding? And it's probably why you feel a certain way. And so being aware of those thoughts are so, so powerful. And then with the triggers, what I realized was, you know, um, there were moments where I would just, I would get triggered and I recognize, okay, everybody has, you know, one of four different stress response types and we'll experience one of the four different points of our life. But most of us have like a predominant stress type. So the first one is a uh, fight. Then you have flight, which is second and then freeze the third. And then fourth is fawn. Hey, all of you listeners out there. We appreciate your time, dedication to growth and patient care, and of course, bulletproof hygiene. If you're looking for the opportunity to become even more bulletproof while also needing to fulfill your CE requirements, because let's be honest, we've all been really busy this year, and I know some of you may be looking to get those last hours in before the end of the year deadline. We'd love to point you toward our Bulletproof Hygiene Mastery Course which has individual modules, so you can go at your own pace to gain a total of five hours of CE. For more information, 
Go to our website, bulletproofhygiene.com, and click on the Mastery Course banner. We hope to see you there. So with fight, this was my predominant type. Anytime I got triggered, and when we get triggered, it's because it's activating a core belief that we have. And so when we get triggered um, and you go into fight, you get very defensive. You defensive because you're right, they're wrong. And so I'm going to prove it to you. <laughs> and uh, the problem was my husband would go into fight too. So that would lead into an argument. <laughs> yeah, and so, oh my goodness. And we would butt heads all the time. And the first couple of years of our marriage was, was a little challenging because I didn't recognize how, how powerful the mindset was and we would react. In fact, there's a quote that says, um, between the, the stimulus and a reaction, there's a gap, there's a pause. So can we recognize the pause when we are triggered, the stimulus, when we're triggered, can we take a moment and pause before we react? Cause then we can choose to respond in a different way instead of just reacting like in a fight response, getting defensive. Um, and then the next stress response is flight where we just like want to run away and use something to numb our emotions. Yes, that, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people when they run away and to numb their emotions, they use different things. And the common thing is food, you know, yes, there's drugs and alcohol, but I think the number one, you know, is, is food, those comfort foods, whether it's sugar or salt, you know, those chips or pizza or whatever it is. And fun fact, if you're craving sugar or salt and you're running away and just, yeah, stuffing your face with the chips or the cookies, it's because you're in a survival response. When our bodies are in survival, we're going to crave the sugar. We're going to crave the salt because our muscles need the fuel. Our adrenals need the electrolytes, the salt. And, um, you know, it's, it's so interesting because yes, sugar, there is addictive component to it, but there's also a physiological reason why we're craving it. And, um, so yeah, understanding, yeah, food is one of those shopping to, um, working. So sometimes, yeah, going to work and work, 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 working out that stress or even exercise people will over exercise, um, just to release the stress, which it helps it's temporary, but over exercise is also harmful, especially to women, to our hormones and our adrenals. So we have to be very, very mindful of that. Um, and then there's the freeze response where people just like become paralyzed or they'll, they won't talk to people. Like my sister is a good example is that of, of this, when she would get stressed out, she would just block people on Facebook, including myself. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, I love you, but, uh, but yeah, that was her way of coping. She didn't want to talk to anyone. So she would just block those people out. And that's a freeze response. Um, just not responding. And then there's the fawn, which is the last response, which is people pleasing. So just like, yeah, over apologizing and, you know, just, um, taking care of that person, doing things just to make that person happy, which, yeah, I definitely had that characteristic growing up as well. Just constantly people pleasing when I was stressed out just to make things right. You know, I didn't want people mad at me or upset at me. So I was willing to do whatever it took uh, to keep the peace. And that's, that's the people pleasing stress response. So recognizing, you know, when you're triggered, it activates a core belief and, um, a lot, a lot of the core beliefs, what I discovered, cause yeah, we have our, our general superficial beliefs, like, oh, 
For example, one is like, I have to work out three times a week. That's a belief. Do you have to work out three times a week? Not necessarily. Some people think they should work out five times a week. That's a superficial belief or cultural beliefs that we have or religious beliefs. Those are all like superficial beliefs that we've taken on. But then there's deep core beliefs like I am not enough. I am not worthy. I am not loved. Uh, I did something wrong or I'm always doing something wrong. Yeah, those were a lot of core beliefs that I developed um, as a child based off of whatever happened in my past. And so when we're triggered, what I realized was that, oh, it was just activating a core belief, like I'm not good enough. So I was able to recognize that and realize, okay, this is not what's really going on and, um, or that person's intention. Cause we get triggered by things that people say we get triggered by like, even the change in, and in, in the temperature or the weather we get triggered by circumstances. There's so many things that can, can trigger us. And then the last thing is conditioning, which is based off our past experience. So, you know, something happened when you were a child, you know, for example, you go to reach to touch the hot stove and on all of a sudden, Oh, that was hot. You learn as a child really early, don't touch the hot stove, but there's other things that create that conditioning. Like, you know, you create this beautiful art project and then all of a sudden your parent is unhappy because you colored on the walls. (laughs) And so then you develop that core belief. Oh, well, I am not good enough or I did something wrong, you know? So that's how it all ties into each other. And we carry that into adulthood. And the importance of recognizing these pieces of the mindset is because when we have, when we're operating from these core beliefs and the conditioning and we're triggered and we're in a stress response, that's what turns on our sympathetic nervous system. So, and I wanted to ask some, so I want to get to the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic, but before we do that, I just want to say, you know, I think so much of all of this, you know, does stem from childhood and what we learned and what we watched and what we experienced. And into adulthood and nobody really has the conversation with us of, Hey, you should take some time and evaluate that because chances are not all of that was healthy, unfortunately. Um, and so I think, you know, what I'm hearing and what I'm taking away from this is like you said, recognizing. And so I don't know if that's, you know, for some people journaling, you know, if you find yourself habitually thinking kind of the same things, because what I find is, is like, is like you said, it just becomes an automatic thought. You don't even process that you're having it. You're just in that mode. And I think we've all seen people, you know, we've all experienced people that we would say, you know, they're just always grumpy. And it's probably because that's only negative going through their mind. So, you know, my takeaway here is to just be more present in my own head of, what am I thinking right now? Is it, is it building me up? Is it tearing me down? Is it positive? Is it negative? And just kind of starting to, to take inventory, I think is a really great first step. Um, I will say in hygiene school, we did not delve too deeply into sympathetic versus parasympathetic. Um, but I will say, I think the world of hygiene is expanding and I know there's a lot of, um, I did a course at, um, AOSH, which is the American Academy of Oral and Systemic Health. And there was a course on fascia, connect, how fascia connects your sympathetic, parasympathetic and how important that was. And I was just kind of blown away by that. Um, so I've had a little taste of that, but will you talk to us a little more about the differences between these two and why those matter and what we want, what our goals should be in that realm? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, uh, 
everything's shifting in the dentistry world too, because it's not just happening in medicine, you know, in, in Western medicine, functional medicine, but dentistry is so important. I mean, our teeth, our teeth, it's important, especially when it comes to heart health and our overall health. And so I love that they're, they're diving into that, but yeah, the nervous system is, is so important because, um, you know, we have different branches. We have the main, which is our central nervous system, which is our brain and our spinal cord. And then branching out from that is what's called the peripheral nervous system. And there's two different systems within that. But the one I want to touch upon is the autonomic nervous system, which is basically automatic. It's happening without us thinking about it, you know, because it's, it's, it's built in. Um, we have the sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. And it's built in, you know, especially as for our ancestors long ago, whenever they were faced with a tribal enemy coming to attack or like a lion or bear, um, they needed to react and respond very quickly. And so their hearts would start pumping and lungs, you know, they're breathing really fast so they can flood their muscles with oxygen. The glucose would increase so they could fuel those muscles and, uh, and the muscles would get really tight and tense so they can, they can run or fight. And we're primed that way. And, but unfortunately in our modern Western world, um, everything is a potential threat, you know, to our subconscious mind. And I didn't, Oh, I didn't mention it yet, but our mind is made up of the conscious and subconscious conscious mind. And our conscious mind is only 5%. The subconscious mind is 95% of our mind. And the importance of that is the subconscious mind is where all those automatic programming is housed. Because if we are constantly aware of like, everything that we have to do, you know, tying our shoe, waking up and brushing our teeth. And, you know, think about how many things do you do in a day that you're doing on autopilot? It's because of all those unconscious programs that are, um, that are saved in your subconscious mind, because it takes a lot of energy, you know, to think about every single thing that you do. And, uh, the, the nervous system, the parasympathetic and sympathetic is part of that, uh, response when our thoughts, uh, that are flooding in, in our subconscious mind, it's affecting sending those signals out and switching on that sympathetic versus parasympathetic nervous system. So, uh, you know, with all these different potential threats, you know, with deadlines and, and then if you like have, um, all of a sudden your boss calls you in for a meeting, you're like, Oh, what did I do? Or you come home and now all of a sudden you're, you're, spouse looks unhappy and you're like, Oh no, what is going on? You know, you think worst case scenario, (laughs) like you're already stressed out from the get-go. And for me, I, I remember I was at a point, um, in PA school where I would wake up and I would just gasp for air and my heart would start, uh, beating really, really fast. As soon as I woke up, I was in sympathetic. As soon as I woke up to the time I went to bed, And that's most of us. We're just like, go, 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 do, 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 (laughs) just nonstop. And it's not good for us. It's not good for our bodies. And uh, so we're constantly in that sympathetic state. And that's why my muscles were tight and tense all the time. Um, I was just primed, ready to fight or run for whatever, whatever happened. Um, But the goal is to get ourselves back into a parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest state. That's when our heart slows down. Our breathing slows down. Our muscles are more relaxed. We have actually better, uh, glucose, um, cause our, our adrenals aren't pumping out the glucose for our muscles. Um, but also most importantly, our digestive tract is able to 
break down and digest food and we're able to eliminate properly. So people that are in a sympathetic state have a hard time doing that. And that's why they get a lot of bloating, a lot of acid reflux, constipation, or sometimes even diarrhea, because it just goes right through too quickly. Um, and then there's the hormones. So uh, men and women have hormonal imbalances when they're in a sympathetic state, uh, for men, they'll have low testosterone. And I've seen this time and time again, young men, um, will have low testosterone, get put on testosterone replacement therapy, but no one's looked at their adrenals. And like most of the time there's an issue with their adrenals. They're too high cortisol or too low. And if you address the adrenals, the testosterone comes back into balance. And that's exactly what happened. With my husband, he's a firefighter. So he's in fight or flight, you know, all day for 24 hours on shift and had low testosterone. And I had to really work on supporting his adrenals. And once I did, his testosterone came back up and it's now an optimal, like functional optimal, not just normal range, but optimal range for, for functional medicine. So it's incredible, you know, just these little things that we can do to support our body. And then women, um, same thing. Most of the time, young women have an adrenal issue, which is causing low progesterone levels or, um, estrogen gets out of balance. And so they go, you know, and women that have infertility issues, you know, get put on hormone replacement. It's not going to fix the issue because their adrenals haven't been looked at. So same thing. It's like really looking at is the body under stress and, can we support the adrenals, but also calm down the nervous system? Cause that's key too. I once had high cortisol levels and I took all the adaptogens, which are herbs and mushrooms to help your adrenals to adapt during stress. But if you're not doing the work to calm your nervous system down, it won't help. <laughs> and I learned that firsthand. So, um, I did different things like yoga, meditation, which also helped, but I realized it helped in the moment. It wasn't permanent. And I would get up from my mat or get up from my chair and I was back into a sympathetic state. So that's why working on the mindset is so important. And, you know, identifying those thoughts, having better thoughts, shifting your perspective, um, because that really helps to get you out of that sympathetic state back into a parasympathetic state. Yeah. I love that. That's super, super helpful. And, you know, I would say that we in the dental world are really trying to connect with the medical side of things because the mouth is not a separate entity. Um, and it really is when you think about it, you know, I say this all the time, it's the gateway to the rest of the body. And I talk to my patients about, you know, think about what we're doing with our mouth. We're breathing into our lungs. Ideally, I know we want to be breathing through our nose, but I do unfortunately have a lot of mouth breathing patients. We're breathing into our lungs. We're swallowing into our gut all day. When we have, you know, bleeding in the mouth, we now have exposure, you know, to the circulatory system. So it's, it really is the gateway to everything. Um, and there's such, we're seeing such a strong correlation with um, oral health and gut health, um, because really it's all kind of the same too, it's just the beginning. And so what, what I've seen um, anecdotally is when I have patients that I'm really struggling to get periodontal disease under control, you know, they've got just rampant inflammation, you know, obviously we know it's throughout their entire body. We, you know, obviously in the gums um, that when I start talking to my patients about, you know, talk to me, do you, you know, have any GI issues, you know, are you, do you have any reflux? Do you have any bloating? You know, a lot of times that answer is yes. And they don't understand, understand that if we don't get that part of it fixed, we're not going to be able to get the mouth part fixed. So we're getting better and better at looking at whole body and understanding that, understanding that everything is connected. Obviously, I know you have that same concept and belief. 
Um, but talk to us about the pathway starting from the mind. So I know, you know, when you and I were talking and kind of prepping for this, we had the conversation of you were kind of saying, you know, it goes from mind to gut to adrenals to hormone. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, give us just a simple example of how a thought runs through that process. Yeah, absolutely. So it really just starts with a thought when we have a thought like, Oh, I don't, I don't have time. All of a sudden you're going to have a feeling like I just felt that in my body. Like, (laughs) it's like, you'll feel all your muscles tighten up. And my heart just started to race a little bit. Like imagine what that feel or not imagine, but feel what that feels like in your body. When you have a negative thought, like I don't have time. I mean, how many of us have that thought in a day? And once we have that thought, it sends those, those signals out, you know, sending to the, to the muscles, it sends it to my GI tract. It's, it's, it's turning that sympathetic nervous system on. So those muscles get really tight. It slows down the signals to my digestive tract. And so if I were to eat when I'm stressed out thinking about, Oh, I don't have time. Um, I'm not going to break down and digest the food really well. And that's why a lot of functional medicine practitioners recommend slowing down, chewing your food, and even taking a moment, like even 10, 15 seconds, where you can take a couple deep breaths or you can say a little prayer. It's so important to take that time before you eat because what you're doing is you're you're calming that nervous system down. Because I mean, if you think about it, you probably go, go, then go, go, go up until the time you ate breakfast or you sat down to eat lunch. If you even sit down to eat lunch and I am definitely guilty of that um, or used to be guilty of that when I was working at the urgent care, you know, it's just shove the food and just keep going. But, you know, if you have 30 minutes, take the 30 minutes, everybody will be okay, you know, and take that moment to really slow down, take those deep breaths, say a little prayer and chew your food. And it's so important chew, 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 because then that's less work your stomach has to do. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, it's going to slow down the signals to your GI tract, but it's also going to slow down the signals to the, the reproductive organs. And so if that's, if you're in that state long-term women, aren't going to produce as much progesterone men, it's going to also, um, actually no with men, it's going to fire up your adrenals, but instead of producing testosterone, it's going to produce more cortisol. Same thing in women. It's going to fire up your adrenals. We're going to produce a lot of cortisol, which also is going to take away from the hormones too, because now the body's focused on survival. It's not focused on reproduction. And so that's really what, what happens in the body. It's just like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's more like it's, it's sending signals out to all the different organs at the same time. So slowing some organs or signals down to certain organs and increasing the signals to other organs, like our muscles, um, our musculoskeletal system, our adrenals. Um, so that way we can be, be ready to fight or run, even though we're not really fighting or running, but that's what our body thinks. Cause it doesn't know any different. That's what we've been built and primed for. And so that's really the, the, the pathway and process that's happening. Awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit about hormones in just a second, but I want, you know, I don't want to skip over, you know, obviously we need to address, like you said, we need to look at what are the, our, we call them ants, automatic negative thoughts, our limiting beliefs. What are our triggers? What, you know, what have we been conditioned to believe? And, and I agree with all of that. What are some simple steps that you would give to our listeners for them to use for themselves or to even discuss with patients to just kind of start that process? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's an exercise I love to share with everyone. It's called an emotional home exercise. And anyone can do this. And basically, all you need is a phone with a timer and set that timer to an hour. And when that hour goes off during the day, tune in, see what you're, see how you're feeling, write that down and, you know, tune into your thoughts. You can write down those thoughts. I love how you mentioned earlier, journaling, journaling is a beautiful way. And so tuning in, writing down how you're feeling, what are the thoughts, what's going on right now, and then set a a timer for another hour and do that throughout the day. If you can, um, as many times as you can, because at the end of the day, you can reflect back and be like, wow, I felt anxious like three times today. And I was happy one time a day and then do that for at least five, seven days and then see where are you living emotionally most of the time? Cause yeah, we're going to experience a different range of emotions, you know, throughout the day, but where are you living primarily? And for me, it was, it was doubt or worry fear most of the time, which I called anxiety Um, but that's where I was living. Most of the time I was constantly worried and doubting myself and just so fearful, afraid of mistakes, afraid of failure. And that's where I was living most of the time. And of course, when we are experiencing those emotions, those are what I call low vibrating emotions. And that's the emotions of being in a sympathetic state versus high vibrating emotions, which is like happiness, love, gratitude, joy, fulfillment. Those are emotions of being in a parasympathetic state. So it's a very simple exercise that you can do, you know, set that phone for an hour and do that, you know, every hour throughout the day, write it down, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what's going on, and then tally it up and see where you're at. Because if you're those low vibrating emotions, like anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, Uh, resentment, anger, frustration, um, those are to name a few, grief, shame, you know, then you know you're primarily living in a survival mode, in a sympathetic state. But if you're happy most of the time, awesome, you know, happy or feeling joy or gratitude, then you know you're primarily in a parasympathetic state. So yeah, that's a really, really easy, great way um, to tune in, um, to start building that awareness. And then, um, you know, if you write down certain things that you're saying, um, another thing is, you know, if you're saying I have to, I should, I need to, can you write out a new sentence? I get to, I desire to, I want to, I'm inspired to, you know? And so then if you ever say that, like, I don't have time, like I have time, like I have time for what's important for me, or I get, or I have to make dinner like you use. I have to uh, I have to make dinner. I get to make dinner. So next time you say I have to make dinner, you catch yourself and you're like, wait, no, I get to make dinner. So writing down some new statements, um, you can keep those like on a card or post-it note somewhere where you can see them every day as little reminders. So that's another really easy tip that you can do. Uh, and another thing that I like to do, if you like to meditate, um, when I would get triggered, I would... If you have the opportunity, take a moment to remove yourself from that trigger. So like, for example, if it was a person like my husband, for example, if he triggered me, you know, said something that triggered me, I would excuse myself, (laughs) go into my, my little office, my room and sit down in meditation and ask my, and I would get curious and be like, okay, why was I triggered? And like, oh, well, that was my core belief. I felt like I wasn't good enough when he said that. And I'm like, okay, well, why am I, you know, why 
why did this trigger me? Why did I feel this way? Oh, okay. This is what happened in my childhood. You know, I felt exact same thing when this happened. And so I got really curious with my thoughts, my beliefs, how I was feeling, why I was triggered. And then I would take some deep breaths and it would calm myself down. Or if it's say, if it's like, you know, a patient, an angry patient, <laughs> I've had some of those, <laughs> you know, what I would do is I would sit in meditation and I would just send them love. I would send them so much love until I no longer felt triggered. And once I no longer felt triggered, I was very calm. And then I could go back to them and respond very calmly from a loving place. And that was another game changer for me, you know, to help me move out of that sympathetic state. Nice. And we won't dig into it, but just in case anybody wants to do a little Googling, and I don't know if you've experienced it, but I have personally done a little EMDR there. Oh which was really, really great for repatterning some, some negative thought processes. So, you know, if you feel like you're really stuck, you know, look into EMDR because I think that can be really helpful as well. If you've got some thoughts that you just cannot seem to let go of. So I highly recommend that. Um, I want to take the shift. Um, I'm really super excited to be talking about this today because number one, we as hygiene practitioners obviously take care of female patients, a lot of female patients. And we see the impact, like I said, that their hormones or, you know, that their hormones have on their oral conditions. And there's so many times where I see a patient who previously hasn't had any issues with bleeding. And then all of a sudden they're bleeding and they're like, oh, well, I'm in my cycle. Do you think that's part of it? I'm like, absolutely. It can be part of it. Um, but, you know, obviously, so the more we can help on this front, you know, the more we can help them. But also, I don't know if people realize this, that the ratio of women to men in the profession of dental hygiene and dental assisting is 20 to one. So lots of love to our guys out there. We, we are so thankful to have you as part of our gang, but as female practitioners, we want to practice from a place of health and wellness ourselves. And you mentioned you have authored a best-selling book titled Estrogen's a Bitch, which obviously is a funny title, but I think we as women resonate with that title. I'm sure that's why you chose it. And honestly, most of us have likely felt like we're at the mercy of our hormones with no real control over the emotions or physical symptoms that they bring. Um, but is what we are to understand based off what you're saying today is that some of those feelings come from hormone imbalance specifically. And if so, what can we do about it for ourselves and our patients? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Um, I know that's a whole other can of worms, right? It is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. When I, when I came off of the birth control, um, it was during a stressful time of my life. It was, um, when I was still at the urgent care and I'd started my practice and the urgent care, um, yeah, they had, they were sold out to an insurance company and they were just shifting a lot of things. And there's just like a lot of negativity, unhappy employees. So yeah, I was like, doing my, the best to like protect myself from that energy, but it was definitely a, a stressful time. And, uh, yeah, I realized as I came off the birth control, yes, I, I, I put myself on, on different supplements. I also did something called seed cycling, which is incredible. I mean, it's, it's food, food is medicine. You basically take, um, seeds and you grind them up and eat them during two different stages of your menstrual cycle. So 
fat flax and pumpkin, one tablespoon of each, grind them up every day for the first 14 days of your menstrual cycle. And then sesame and sunflower seeds for the, the next 14 days during your luteal phase of the menstrual cycle. And you basically do that, alternate it, whether you have a regular period or not. And that actually helped me to regulate my cycle. Um, believe it or not, it's like food is medicine and something so simple really helped to regulate, but I still was having some of the, the symptoms of what is called estrogen dominance, where I had really low progesterone levels because of being suppressed on birth control. And then my estrogen just needed a little bit of support being broken down from my liver. So I added in a couple of supplements just to help facilitate that. And that helped cleared everything up, but, uh, and I wasn't able, yeah, I was able to, to finally come off those supplements, but, um, yeah, when it came to emotions though, I see a lot of clients where in the past I would do the same thing, like do the testing, put them on the supplements. Um, but then all of a sudden there'll be one month, they'll reach out to me. They're like, oh my gosh, my period was late this time, or the PMS is back. And I'm like, okay, did you have a lot of stress this month? And a hundred percent of the time it was yes. <laughs> and that's because they didn't do anything to, to adapt to stress. And that's why I started bringing in this mindset piece and working with clients to help them uh, adapt to stress. Cause I hear it time and time again, like, oh, I've tried meditation. Meditation doesn't work for me, or oh, I can do the breath work. But if you actually sit down and and do it. Yes. It's hard. Initially I've been there when I first did the meditation, my mind wouldn't stop running. My body just wants to move because remember your body has been conditioned to be, you know, um, active to, to constantly on be on the go and do things. And, um, so now getting your body to sit, your body's like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like, this is not, not what we're supposed to be doing right now. And I'm a huge fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work because he talks a lot about this. Um, so I highly recommend checking out his books. He has three incredible books. Um, but uh, if you can, if you can actually sit with yourself over time, it gets easier. And that's why, like, I went from like guided meditations because it was so hard for me to just sit down to now I'm like, oh, getting curious with my thoughts. Um, and my emotions, like, why am I feeling this way? Why, you know, and then, oh, I'm thinking this, I want to think this instead. And that really, really helped. But for women, it's, it's so important. You know, it's kind of going back to what we we're saying before you can eat all the right foods, do all the right exercises. And there's a lot. And I even talk about this in the book, like if it's important to really tune and listen to your body during your menstrual cycle, because our energy is going to ebb and flow with our hormones. Uh, but there's a lot of women that I've worked with that will do high intensity, like five, seven days a week, every single week. And then I look at their adrenals, their adrenals are shot and they have period issues. I'm like, okay, let's back off intense workout. I'm like, I get it. I was there. I used to do like high intensity, heavy lifting all the time. And then I realized it was just hurting my, my body, my hormones and not helping and once I eased back and now I listen to my body, if during my period, my energy is low, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to honor my body and I still maintain my muscle mass. So, um, it's really important that we, we, we tune in and, and listen to our body, um, listen and feel the energy, not overdo it. But most importantly, if 
anything's off with our hormones, it's most likely whatever is happening in our environment and not being able to adapt to stress because you can do all the right things. But if you don't work on the mindset and help your body, teach your body, that's really what it is, teaching your body how to adapt, how to calm the nervous system down during those times, it's going to throw everything out of balance. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, from a hygienist perspective, we have very stressful days. Um, you know, we see patient after patient after patient, you know, where time is our biggest enemy, you know, staying on time and getting time for lunch and getting time to have a drink of water and, you know, dealing with difficult patients, you know, so it can be, so this is something, you know, as I'm listening, this is something that we, especially as hygienists really, really do, do need to take stock of and really do some work on. So I'm, you know, obviously I'm going to promote your book because I think we, we all need to read this um, and figure out, you know, some things that we can do for ourselves. But again, you know, we've got to wanting that quick fix. It's, it's got to start. I think the quick fix has got to be the mindset. And again, it's not going to be a quick thing, um, but I think it's really, really going to be what, what makes it all. Um, before we wrap up, I, I have to touch on something that we encounter in dentistry so often and honestly really struggle to help with. And I know what you're going to say about this, but I think it's worth the conversation of um, TMD disorders, TMJ disorders. Um, and I know you've helped many of your patients overcome the pain and discomfort of TMD really effectively. Can you speak to that for us today and share some tips that we can use in daily practice on that front? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I also had the TMJ as well. And it's so funny because I remember, yeah, I don't remember how many, I think I went through like three or four mile guards. I even broke a couple because I was just clenching and grinding at night from the stress. And, uh, I remember even seeing a neurologist in, in college and again, with the migraines, actually all, all, all the primary, the ophthalmologists, the neurologists, they all said that the migraines were due to stress, but no one taught me how to adapt to stress. And I remember the neurologist suggested that I just walk around with my mouth slightly open and smile with my mouth slightly open. I'm like, really, really? I'm not going to do that. It's a true story. I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wore a lot of mouth guards for the TMJ and then once I learned about how my nervous system was affecting my body, the reason why I had so much tension in my, in my jaw and my neck and upper back was because I was in a survival state. I was like, wow, I could have resolved this long time ago, but I didn't know. I wasn't aware. No one told me, you know, and uh, so doing the work on my mindset and calming my body, teaching my body how to be calm again was the game changer for me. And now like I rarely have any tightness or popping and clicking in my jaw because I've now re and the key is to recondition the mind and the body. And uh, it, it definitely starts with, you know, some of the things that I recommended doing, you know, tuning into your emotional home, um, figuring out what, what thoughts you're having, um, you know, sitting down, you can do deep breathing meditation. Actually deep breathing is, is such an easy, accessible tool that's free. You don't have to do it and you can do it at any time. And I would do this sometimes throughout the day I would tune in. And if my body felt really tight, 
I would take a moment and all you need is like six breaths. A study said, take six breaths to create a shift in your body. So if you can just take a moment, take six deep breaths, breathing in and breathing out. Another um, technique I like is called the four by four box breathing, which is what the Navy SEALs do, where you breathe in on the count of four, hold for the count of four, breathe out for the count of four, and then hold for a count of four. And you do that and you can do that for like three minutes, three to five minutes. Um, So you can do that and you can do that while you're sitting. You can do that while you're cleaning your patient's teeth. I mean, you can do it. No one's going to know that you're doing it. And that's why I love um, just deep breathing because we breathe so shallow, you know, throughout the day. And when we have that shallow breath, that just means you're in a sympathetic state. But when you're in a calm state, that flow state, parasympathetic state, you're going to be breathing a lot deeper, a lot slower. So that deep breathing is going to stimulate that vagus nerve. That's going to calm the body down. And it's so easy and simple to do. And yeah, all you have to do is just tune in. The body feels tight. Jaw feels tight. You know, do a couple breaths and and see what happens. I'm sure you'll start to feel those muscles to relax, but if they don't relax, that means there's a lot more work to do because you've been conditioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I wonder how many of our listeners just took a really deep breath because I did when you were saying that. <laughs> uh, um, and I will say, I'm going to add one other idea to that, that I practice myself and I, and you've mentioned this, but I think gratitude is such an important part of this, of, of changing, you know, those negatives to positives. And I thankfully have not ever really struggled with sleep issues. I did during the the, uh, pandemic, like right when everything was kind of locked down. And I think, again, it was the stress of, oh my gosh, what, what is this going to look like? But in general, I don't struggle with sleep and I sleep really well. And I think honestly, part of that is faith is a huge part of who I am and prayer is a huge part of that. And I fall asleep every night in gratitude, praying and thanking and kind of recounting all the things I'm thankful for during the day. And I think that really does make a big impact on being able to sleep better. And, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I have to do this, this, and this tomorrow, I'm just thinking about what was really great about today and what I'm really thankful for. So that's just another idea, I think, to throw out to listeners if if, if sleep is something that you're struggling with. Yeah, I love that so, so much. Gratitude, you know, right before bed is is so beautiful. Um, yeah, I sometimes even write gratitude in the morning and not just what you're grateful for, but why, cause that makes it even deeper. Cause a lot of times when we say, oh, I'm grateful for this and this, it, it tends to be very superficial, but when you add in like why you're grateful for whatever you're grateful for, it just makes it that much more deeper and more meaningful. But, um, when you said that you do it before bedtime reminded me of Wayne Dyer, um, who says, you know, whatever you're thinking before bed it gets, you're ruminating on it's in your subconscious mind and it's just magnifying it, um, as you're sleeping. So be careful. That's why if you watch TV, you know, before you be careful, what you're allowing into your brain. And I realize I can't watch movies before I go to bed anymore because it stimulates me so much. I can't sleep. And so I love that you do the gratitude because, you're, it's like you're priming your brain. So when you wake up, of course, you're going to be calmer. You're going to be more happy um, because you fell asleep. And now your subconscious mind is just processing all of that while you're sleeping. And so that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I love it too. (laughs) So this has been super helpful and uh, really exciting. And like I said, I want to get my hands on your book because now I, I want to know all of the things. Um, 
I want to thank you for your time and your investment and your expertise and your own story, because, you know, that's what speaks volumes to others is when we kind of made the journey ourselves and we've, we've done work. So thank you for that and leading the way in that. Um, are there any last minute thoughts that you want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, most importantly, you know, I mentioned it before. It's like when you realize everything that you're seeking, the happiness, the joy, the love, the fulfillment, it's already within you. Oh, life is just so much better when you stop seeking that outside of you. Cause yeah, I once was seeking it through people and achievements and, you know, doing all these different things. And I realized, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, no wonder I, I, I wasn't feeling happy and fulfilled on the outside. I looked happy. Um, but I wasn't happy and fulfilled on the inside until I realized, wow, that was already within me. And, um, and I want everyone to realize and discover that for themselves. And you absolutely can, because when you have that within now, you feel like you are enough, you feel worthy, you feel that love. Um, and yeah, life just becomes beautiful when you're, when you're in that place. And so, um, yeah, I created my program called Already Enough because I realized I'm not the only one with this belief. And I really dive into those limiting beliefs, those triggers, the the conditioning even deeper. And I'm, I'm creating a podcast course. So women and men, you know, if you want to listen to it too, have access on the go. But then I'm also going to be opening up live um, coaching with me starting the new year. So this is something you want to dive in, you really want to go full on out, get that coaching, that guidance to work on that mindset. Cause the goal is like, yeah, I learned a lot of this stuff in the last five years. So let's shorten the, shorten the time frame and, uh, and yeah, make those shifts. Cause at the end of the day, what I realized the key is to, yeah, is to create that new mind, that new body and step into who we really are. Cause right. What I realized was, um, when I wasn't being authentically me, that was also what was creating the stress and the anxiety. And so returning back to who I really am as a person and recognizing all that love and fulfillment and joy and peace was already inside me. That's when my life completely changed. And my body just feels amazing, incredible. I have, I'm in the best health I've ever been and that's what I want for every single person. So yeah, if you're interested, go sign up on the wait list. It's on my website. Um, Cause there's going to be some incredible, and I'm probably going to write a book next year about all this too. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, so I want to, I want our listeners to know where to find you. So your practice is radiant health. Um, obviously I'm going to have all these links here in the podcast as well, but it's hello at you, your radianthealth.com. Um, and I know you do phone, both phone and online consultations. Um, tell me a little bit about your masterclass. Is that what you're alluding to? So, so yeah, actually I just do, I do virtual video consultations now. Okay. Um, yeah, it makes it so much, much, cause I like to see the person's face, you know, yes. I love, I love connection, connecting with each person, but, uh, yeah, the website is, so that was the email. Hello at your radiant health. The website is your And I do have a free masterclass. It's called, um, the real causes of anxiety. Cause we learned like, yeah, there there's causes of anxiety, but 
what I discovered, like it, it starts in our nervous system and I dive in deeper, you know, into like the gut causes, the hormone causes, the adrenal causes, but also the nervous system causes of anxiety. Cause that's what I struggled with the most. So if you're experiencing anxiety or even if it's not just anxiety, if it's just, you know, you know, worry or stress or frustration or whatever it is, same thing. It's going to affect the body in the exact same way. So, um, it's free. It's complimentary to everyone and, um, you'll have the link to, to access that. Awesome. And then the book is estrogens, a bitch, and that is on Amazon. Um, so check that out. And then the, the course that you're just talking about, that's going to be opening up in January. Tell me just a little bit of detail. So we kind of know what that looks like. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the podcast course, it is going to have different modules so you can listen to it on the go, but I'm going to open up coaching live in January. So you can sign up for the wait list, um, that's available on the website at your And, um, I'm debating whether I want to do four or five weeks. The de- more details will come soon as, as we get closer, but we're going to dive in deeper into each topic, but you'll also have the opportunity to, yeah, to ask questions. And, you know, if you are stuck with something, like you have some, some beliefs or actually what I actually, what I like to do is muscle test my, my participants on the beliefs. So we actually do a shortcut. <laughs> by testing to figure out what beliefs are in your subconscious mind because your body your body doesn't lie and so i'll muscle test the participants to see if they have the belief i'm not worthy i'm not good enough i'm not loved also uh i don't believe i can heal which is important because if you don't think you can heal but you're doing everything to like support your health we got to clear that belief so, so yeah, so we'll be doing some fun things, um, when you go live, that's the benefit of, of, of the live coaching. Um, and, uh, yeah, more, more details will come, but it's going to be about four to five weeks where we hop on live and do some fun stuff and you get to learn even more. Um, but for now, my goal is to get the podcast course out, um, in December, right, right, right in time for Christmas. So I, uh, yeah, that will be available soon. Awesome. I love it. Well, do me a favor. You keep me posted and I'll keep the listeners posted. So we'll do. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I am very grateful for your time today and this has been really valuable. So I really appreciate you and I hope all of our listeners, I know that they got so much value out of this. So I want to say thank you. And I look forward to um, meeting with our listeners again next week. Um, and if you need more information, you have questions, this is a conversation you want to, you know, de- delve into, then come join us on our Mighty Network. Um, it is a free app that you download on your phone, search Bulletproof Hygiene and be part of the community and we can all come together and connect, which is what this is all about. So everyone have a great week. Kate, thank you so much. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.